Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Sister Element. I'm Heather. I'm Becky. Welcome back to our podcast. Yeah, today we are going to talk about Becky watched my daughter Rose for much longer than was originally planned. It was supposed to be... (laughs) It was supposed to be a week and a half. She was going to go spend a week and a half with her cousin and her auntie, and they were going to have so much fun. And things went a little crazy at my house with a new job and finding childcare. And it ended up being over a month. And it did. That was, that was a new adventure for everyone involved. Very much so. So just to clarify... I don't have any kids. It's me, my husband, Wilson, our two cats, and our dog. So we don't have kids on a regular or even semi-regular basis in our house. So it was definitely a new adventure for everyone involved. Right. Everyone. And on on the flip side of that, Rose has net had never been away from us her parents for more than a week at a time and john and i my my husband and i we've never been without kids for that long because even before we had rose john had his son from a previous relationship so he had we've had kids this whole time in our entire relationship this is the longest we've been child free ever it was yeah. it was a unique experience I guess let's talk about like how it started. I had been planning for both of my nieces. So Rose is Heather's daughter. Lorelai is our younger sister, Kim. Lorelai is her daughter. So I had been planning for Rose and Lorelai to come for a week and just have a nice week summer vacation away from their parents and just have fun with Auntie Becky and Uncle Wilson, right? Like it was going to be great. We planned a trip to the zoo and we planned like there's a a local um, boutique cafe kind of place that does little tea party and they were doing a Disney princess tea party and so I made reservations to do a Disney princess tea party at this local place and it was we did it was so much fun I picked them up a few days early because I wanted a full week but I didn't want to contend with like Friday traffic. So I picked him up a couple of days early. Um, So it ended up being a week and a half. And at the end of the week, I had my birthday, not birthday, because my birthday is not during the time that we had the party. The party was in August. Yeah. We had a very merry unbirthday party for you. Yes. And it was Alice in Wonderland themed. It was Alice in Wonderland themed tea party, which I forgot to make the tea for. We had like juice for mocktails, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, so mine had booze. (laughs) uh, Well, mocktails for those and, you know, actual cocktails for you know, the people that wanted them. But anyway, that's how the week had planned to go. It was going to end at the party. Everyone was going to come to my party and then take their respective kid home mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the weekend of my birthday party or unbirthday party. That was the plan. Yes. But uh, I want to say it's like two days into this week and a half that I had the girls, John calls me and says, hey, I'm looking at starting a new job uh, where Heather and I are talking about childcare, but if we can't get childcare soon enough, would you be willing to help out? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I was currently at a store, but I will talk with Wilson about it and, you know, we'll let you know. Right. So, Finding childcare yeah. proves to be much more difficult and time-consuming than we ever would have imagined. We knew we knew there were going to be wait lists for after-school care, and that summer programs were already full. We're we're talking about the end tail end of July, beginning of August. There's only a month left of summer. There's no getting into a summer program. We were expecting at least, at least here. To, yeah, yeah, at least here. Because in some here. places, school starts pretty early in August. Right. Yeah. Here, school started August 31st 
on a Thursday makes no sense to me, but that's neither here nor there. Trying to find childcare for after school was much more difficult than we thought. We ended up going through trying to find a nanny and the interview process, trying to find someone that was going to be, be available both for the summer and for after school and for all the different things that we needed wasn't going to cost way more than I make an hour because then what's the point? All of those things ended up taking until right about when school was starting. <laughs> Yeah. Which we did um, find a nanny and we like him. He's uh, he's doing great. He and Rose get along really well. So fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely interesting. You know, we had talked about, well, in the, the nanny hiring process, you guys said, oh, we want Rose to be there so that she can kind of interact with the nanny because that's important when hiring a nanny. If right, they don't connect with rapport. the kid... And there may not be anything wrong with the nanny, might connect with a different kid. You just have to have a connection. Otherwise, it's going to not be fun for both parties, right? Right. We we interviewed a nanny that seemed perfectly nice and probably was capable for a different child. But this girl seemed pretty timid and quiet. And Rose is a force of nature. And oh, I don't think that would have gone too well. No. Rose is a force of nature. I mean, I've always known Rose was a force of nature, but boy, did this, like, five weeks, like, really, really drill it in. Um, <laughs> my gosh. I will get into that. Okay. On topic. The nanny, right? So I didn't want to have a situation where Rose was going to go home and then the next weekend turn around and then one of us is going to have to drive to go pick her up or drive to drop her off, whatever it may be. Like that just seemed like a bigger hassle than it would have been worth. So I was like, why don't you just keep, we'll just keep her here. She can just hang out and then we can do like a video call for her to to interact with the nanny it won't be the same but there's you can at least get like a little bit of a baseline of is it going to work they can talk about interests and things like that with the mm -hmm. first with the first nanny interview i mean we were only part of two on our side so you know, I don't know what was going on yours, but with that first one, she seemed real like fine. She just seemed kind of shy, but I also think Rose was really shy as well. Like sh she's never interviewed anyone before. Like, what does she know? Right. She's nine. Um, <laughs> so what are your qualifications for nanny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, what's what we, what's a nine-year-old gonna ask? Who knows? Right. So after that, you know, I was like trying to think of like how can I help her be more comfortable in talking to a complete stranger through a screen about what would make her a good nanny for her, right? What will make her say, yes, mom, dad, I like this person. I think this person will be a good fit. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, let's think of some questions. You know, we sat down probably like, I don't know, an hour before or so, maybe not even that long, because I think you said, hey, are you available in like half an hour for a nanny interview? Oh, yeah, because we like, yeah, sure, Rose. To... Yeah, so I was like, Rose, I forgot to ask you about it until the, the potential nanny showed up. I was like, oh, and hey, I... let me see if they're going to be available. Yeah, it's fine. So we just like started writing down questions and I was like, well, I'll write the questions because I'll write faster. I'll write them down, but let's come up with some questions that you think might help you get to know this person in the 10 minutes that you're going to have. Mm -hmm. So I think that helped her a lot. And she had the whole paper and she was, I'm like, you don't have to ask all of them. But I also said, you know, let's come up with your own answers to these questions. That way you have some kind of baseline to say, I'm interested in Harry Potter or whatever. Like she really likes Harry Potter. She said, I've been reading Harry Potter. Do you like Harry Potter? I like Star Wars. Do you like Star Wars? Those types of things. You know, what are your favorite board games that you like to play so that you can talk to this potential nanny about their favorite board games so she was like okay and she actually was relatively cooperative with that and i was pleasantly surprised um because any of the other times i tried to get her write something down she was like eh, no 
Yeah. Sometimes. Well, that's we'll get into that. Yeah. So I think the second like nanny interview went really well, but I was not. I tried to kind of just let them be and not really be around for it, but still kind of like listen to see when is an appropriate time to say, okay, well, you can let them go now. Yeah. Because she will like us talk to someone that is willing to talk with us forever pretty much so yeah inherited that gift of gab that it would seem so yes yeah so she she definitely was very chatty with the second one which i met him last weekend and he's great he seemed very patient and uh was definitely needs with rose that was a test of my own patience with her definitely yeah so let's let's go kind of into the experience for you what what (laughs) was life like having a nine-year-old in your life for five weeks constantly let me preface this by saying that i love this girl like more than anything right like rose and lorelei are my little they're my girls like i i mean i love them like they're my own but i my house is relatively quiet we do not have like ambiance mood music we don't we don't have music playing generally like if we're doing something we might have like background noise for the tv but for me if there's too much background noise i can't hear anymore and i get auditory overstimulated and so now i i just can't hear so rose has like little quirks that i'm not used to and she will just hum randomly <laughs> and i'm like and it's like i'm doing the dishes and she's helping me put the dishes in the dishwasher i'm washing the water's going i'm like what is that noise and she's like what I was like, are you humming? And she was like, oh, yeah. I was like, can you please stop doing that? And she's like, oh, sorry. I didn't realize I was doing it. I'm like, okay. Two Five seconds, seconds later. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's doing it again. I was like, Rose, can you please, please stop doing that? It took so long. And not just, like, in this instance. It took days, if not a couple of weeks, for me to figure out, like, this is her, like, little tick quirk. She's not necessarily – I know she's doing it to piss me off, though it was starting to irritate me she's like i don't know that i'm doing it i'm like yes but i brought it to your attention you are now aware that it happens let's be cognizant of it and make an, a concerted effort to stop doing it so right she finally got it after i said look here's why i don't like it and so i explained the whole like issue that i have with my hearing and she is now causing my hearing to be overstimulated and now i can't hear anything i will get tinnitus and it will start ringing on in my ear and it's not pleasant yeah so there was that the biggest thing was the biggest issue was she did not have her home creature comforts she had her kindle and she brought a couple of books that is it like and clothes of course but that's it she and right. she likes to read so it was great but she needs other activities to she's a bookworm but she likes to do other stuff too but because she was only anticipating it being at my house for a week and a half she didn't and her cousin and was going cousin, to be there <laughs> she was not anticipating like hey i need to bring more activities to do right um and we didn't have the thought when we came up for your tea party that we brought more clothes for her but we did not have the thought of let's bring more activities as well for some reason that slipped our minds yeah so like we tried we went and bought like this science kit for her it said that it was computers and programming and it had a like a lego like robot that you build that the directions to program this were so vague that even i had difficulty trying to figure out how to program a stinking lego robot and it's just like you press and hold this button you didn't you hit these buttons and it'll like make the robot turn left it'll make it turn right but the way that it said on the packaging and i read it and wilson read it and we both kind of looked at it, it was like oh this might help you like learn to code like that might be fun and so i was like okay and i thought maybe i can connect it to my laptop or my ipad whatever and she can practice something like maybe you download like a little kid coding app or something like that no it was all it was 
was a book about computers and like a sticker sheet and the directions and this robot. That's it. I was like, what? This is not a science kit. This is a Lego kit that has batteries. Yeah. And the batteries were not included. They never are anymore, it seems. I don't know. So we tried, and it was a bust, and I felt really bad. But then I was like, okay, what did I get her? So I'm trying to find, like, some other toy that she can do on her own that's maybe a little educational, maybe fun, something. And I was trying to find her something that she could just leave at our house without getting her, like, another Barbie. Mm-hmm. Which, there's nothing wrong with Barbies, like right? Like, obviously, like, I mean, I haven't seen the Barbie yet movie yet. Like, I'm probably the last one on the planet that hasn't seen the Barbie movie. Um, I haven't. Well, let's watch it together. Um, so anyway, I, I do. I actually do want to watch the Barbie movie with you. But that's going back. Like, there's nothing wrong with playing with Barbies, right? Like, I love playing with Barbies when I was her age. But it's just like, I, I wanted her to have something a little more stimulating, like educational and fun because she just likes learning. And I didn't want. She does. Yeah. So basically the only things that I had for her to do, because, you know, there's this whole like thing about screen time. The only thing that I had for her to do was watch TV, play video games or play on my iPad or she could read. Right. That was it. So I was like, okay, well, let's limit screen time. And she was like, well, you know, I watched, we let her pick the show. I mean, we monitored it, right? It wasn't going to let her watch like something. But she was like, I want to watch When Sharks Attack. And I was like, okay. (laughs) If that's what I mean. Educational show about sharks. Why not? She really seemed to enjoy it and learn a lot about sharks. It was. I found it interesting, but I was concerned like it was going to be kind of like shark attacks are not like puppies and kittens, you know, like it's not rainbows and unicorns and like cute cuddly mm-hmm. videos. So I'm a little concerned that it might be kind of nasty. I don't want to see people actually getting attacked by a shark. That's right. Don't don't gross. Want- live footage no and so like we watched an episode with her and there wasn't any it was like dramatization video and they might show like actual footage but you couldn't see anything Mm -hmm. it would be like a person being carried out of the water but that's it like you couldn't actually see like flesh being missing from a limb or a missing limb or whatever but then they would go yeah it's kind of gross Um, But then they would go into like a scientific study as to, okay, well, this shark attack happened in this region. And then like a mile up the beach, this shark attack happened. So like, why did this happen? And so then they go through like theories as to why this shark attack happened or why all of these shark attacks in this one location are happening or whatever. So it was actually right. pretty interesting. Yes, yeah, Rose was telling me uh, all kinds of things about sharks after she came back from your house about shipwrecks creating artificial reefs that then draw yep. sharks. And so don't want to swim in the ocean where there have been a lot of shipwrecks re- nearby or like like that i don't know how much it's done today but militaries around the world navy whatever they would decommission their ships and they would sink them off the coast Mm -hmm. so there are shipwreck off the coast that are were done on purpose because they knew like oh these create artificial reefs so they're trying to help wildlife but in doing so they are also bringing about like the sharks that eat the life that is being sustained by this sunken ship right it's the circle of life it is the ocean circle of life when but we that also think our ships about become the reef for humans and the fish eat the reef and the sharks eat the fish yeah and we're all connected in the great circle of life yes as mufasa says so yes <laughs> So yeah, like it was super fascinating. She loved it. There was one show that's called Mm -hmm. like When Shark Attacks and Why. And then there was another one and she went through that show. There's like one season that was available. And then there was another one that was just When Shark Attacks. Pretty sure it's the same thing because they also went into the why this may have happened. There was like four seasons. So she didn't get through the whole thing. Um, So she had plenty of material to go through. But then, so there was that. And then she would play on the Switch. I downloaded a math app. Your daughter likes to play, like, do math. She does. She loves math. No, I did catch her one time. I did catch her one time. She was using the calculator. I was like, I'm sorry, wait, stop. Why are you using the calculator for this? And she was like, well, because, and I was like, no, no, you know what this is. It was something simple, like 42 equals X times six. And I was like, you "You know know this. this. You don't need a calculator. And she was like, well, I don't, I just, I'm like, okay, well, let's flip that around. What six times, six 
times what equals 42? Uh, I'm like, okay, what's six times five? Uh, I'm like, you know this. She was like, oh. and I was like, okay. So I started to work it with her. And she's like, okay. I was like, so I don't want to see you using the calculator, right? Because this is something that you know in your mind. And she was like, oh yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't <laughs> monitor. I'm not sitting there hovering, watching, making sure she's not using the calculator. But, and I don't want to be that person. Like, you know, we all had in high school that was like, you're not going to have a carry of calculator in your pocket. Okay. Well, we are. Well, we, we are. <laughs> like, you don't carry a You're right. I don't carry a calculator. I carry an entire computer in my pocket. Right. I can just ask my pocket device. I don't even have to type anything in. I can just say, hey, Siri, what's 42 divided by six? Yeah. Anyway. Did you hear Thanks, it? Siri. Yes, I did. <laughs> Hopefully you don't include suit on that. All right. We're not sponsored by Apple. <laughs> we are not. So we did that. But she would just, I, you know, Wilson works. And I'm trying to get a business off the ground. And I'm doing my thing. And she would come in and she was like, I'm bored. And I was like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I We even got like these diamond paintings when Lorelai was here and we did them. It was so funny. So little story. They loved those. They did. So we bought these diamond paintings a little back from that. We were going to make hats for my tea party because you can't have a tea party without a fun hat, right? Particularly Alice in Wonderland themed tea party, right? Yes. My hat was fabulous. Yes. So you've got to have like fun hat Mm -hmm. or fascinator or whatever. So I bought these little like base mini top hat fascinators. So cute. And I was like, we're going to decorate these. Well, Lorelai got overwhelmed at the craft store. And she was like, I don't have a design in mind for my hat. And she, I felt so bad. She started to have like a bit of a breakdown in the store because she was just so overwhelmed. She didn't know what to do. She's like, I've never designed a hat before. I was like, neither have I, but it's okay. Like you do not have to do this. There's no one pressure to make you have a hat. She's like, I don't even like wearing hats. I was like, okay, like skip the hat. Then don't wear a hat. We'll skip the hat. I said, well, why don't we get you an activity to do so that you're not just sitting there sitting around while Rose and I are making our hats so i got her a diamond painting and she had so much fun she picked like a llama or something i think yeah it was a llama she had a lot of fun doing that and i looked at it i was like well that's cute like that's a lot of fun and rose really wanted to do it so we found one on like amazon or something and found like a kit of like six different diamond paintings that you can do that comes with their own like set of rhinestones we did that like the next day or a couple days later they chose their image and then they chose an image for me but while while they were doing that i was prepping for the party like I was baking everything like I've made all of the desserts except one type of cookie because I was like I don't actually want to make this cookie I can make it but I I don't want to it's relatively time consuming we'll just buy them right which honestly probably would have been easier than making macarons most things are from what I understand I've never tried but macarons are expensive when you're buying them for that many people I was like I will make them it's cost effective are macarons are expensive they're so good but if they're made correctly they're really good anyway so I was doing other things like making macarons. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I was making cupcakes and frosting and all this stuff, right? They were also good. So, see? <laughs> I was just I'm sorry. Know, I'm, I'm very I'm very food motivated. So am I. Anyway, so I was doing all of this stuff while they were doing their diamond paintings. Not all at once, but various preparations for the party at the end of the week. And oh, for the uninitiated, anyone who doesn't know what a diamond painting is, is these oh, little yes. Little like paint by number looking bases that have come with little color coordinated rhinestones that you then adhere onto the thing and you end up with a colored painting that you've just done with dots of rhinestones rather than a paintbrush. And I can really take cool a picture of mine. Them. It's cute. It's a little flamingo. Yeah. I can take a picture of mine and post it on our Instagram. The little fox that Rose did is adorable. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I love it. She has another one that she took home. It's like an owl or something. Something like that. I don't remember. Anyway. The fox was my favorite. 
favorite. It was cute. They're doing this. And then Lorelai, I'm, you know, working on it. And she, they're like, you're going so fast. And I was like, I work with, my business is a rhinestone business. I work with rhinestones every day. So I have a little more practice than you guys do with how to pick up a rhinestone with your like applicator tool. Like I know how to do this. This is my business. So they're like, okay, well, you know, because I was taking a significant period of time working on these desserts and they're like getting really far ahead of me, Lorelai says, all right, Auntie Becky, how about we have a competition? And I was like, okay. And she goes, whoever finishes their diamond painting first wins. And the loser has to get tickled by Uncle Wilson for five minutes, but you have to be under a blanket. I don't know why there was an under a blanket. I don't know. That's weird. Uh, Also, five minutes is a long time to be tickled. Oh my God. I would not. Yeah. I'm not really fond of being tickled anyway. So I was knew I was going to win by this point. So I was like, you're on little girl. Like it's fine (laughs) because she was enough ahead of me. She was confident. She was confident. She was going to win. So I was like, all right. So I sat down and I was just going. Also, I don't think she realized that I was done with all of the dessert making that I could do that day. So I just sat down and I was just going and I won and I was like, all right, I'm done. And she was not even close. Like she was done probably like 30 minutes to an hour later. If that, I think at one point she was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm not even gonna try. I'm just gonna do it at home now when I get home. I was like, you're fine. You have plenty of time to finish this before you have to go home. But yeah, so she thought that having the blanket over you was going to help make it not tickle as much. Yeah, like not tickle as much. Yeah, no, she was wrong because then she couldn't anticipate which direction the tickle was from. Right. And then, yeah, it's that feeling of being trapped on top of being tickled. I I don't don't know. know. Like, that would make it worse. She has like a trapped feeling or not, but. She definitely oh. was giggling I'm, ridiculously afterward. Right. Well, I mean, it was her idea. She wanted that. <laughs> yeah, it was her thing. Anyway, so yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't even like. I don't even think she lasted a minute, to be honest. I no, I don't think that would have worked. Going. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think she has an idea of how long five minutes of being tickled really is. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there are so, some things that you do for five minutes and you're like, that's it. But there are other things that you're like, oh my God, how long is this taking? Right. So going back to Rose being here on her own without Lorelai. So we, I was like, oh, hey, we have diamond paintings. Do you want to do that? Well, sometimes she would. And then sometimes she just wanted to hang out in my office with me, which I was fine with, but she's just reading and watching or listening to an audiobook or something and watching me like put rhinestones on tumblers i was like if that's what you want to do and you're she wasn't disturbing me that was fine i mean i made sure to like eat breakfast with her i i ate all of my meals with her so she wasn't just alone all day long right normally i eat my meals at my desk like breakfast and lunch and wilson eats breakfast and lunch at his desk and then we eat dinner together like on a work day on the weekend or you know not a work day we eat all of our meals together but yeah i made sure to like take that time and i worked less hours during my day so that she wasn't as bored but she would get so frustrated and she would have a meltdown about the littlest things we were playing a domino game and she didn't like the rules and she lost her mind and i was like i don't this this is the rules i don't understand or we were playing sorry the game of sorry and she was like this is how i play it at my house i was like well i've never heard of this rule and there are no there's no rules or set of rules in my instruction booklet on how to play this game that has these set of rules that you're playing i've never heard of this before lost her mind i said do you want to put sorry away no no uh, no and i'm like okay like i i'm really confused as to why we're getting so upset over a board game so we had conversations about like her moods and her you know sometimes you don't like the rules or sometimes there's a particular rule that in a game that kind of sucks but there's a reason behind it 
And Mm -hmm. what's wild is she complained about these rules and ended up winning both games that she complained about the rules. Yeah. She has a hard time with change. With She needs a routine. And when something disrupts that routine, things get a little sideways sometimes. And it's something that... I think there's a lot of compounding issues in this particular instance as well. Right. She's not at home. She's feeling a little homesick. She's feeling probably overwhelmed. Board games recently seem to be a thing that's an issue. But having a conversation with her where it's okay to say, I'm not having fun anymore. I don't want to play this is fine. Yeah. And I did have that conversation with her. I said, look, it's like, if you're getting frustrated or you're not having fun, I don't want to make you play a game. Like it's not playing anymore. It's not fun anymore. If you are getting frustrated or overwhelmed, that's not fun. Right. And she was like, no, I said, so instead of getting angry with me, you need to say, Hey, auntie, I'm not having fun anymore. Is it okay if we stop? I'm not going to be upset by that because now you're communicating with me. And so that's easier for me because I'm not a mind reader. Now I know, hey, look, you're not having fun. Sometimes I will play a game for a little bit longer if I'm not having fun Mm -hmm. because other people might be getting enjoyment out of it. But then I also have to think, am I being surly and affecting everybody else? Right. You making it an unpleasant experience for others because of your And we had that we had that conversation as well. Like you may be trying to keep your frustrations at bay, but people are intuitive creatures. We can kind of figure out like you're not having fun, you're frustrated. And so it might be affecting other people. And it's okay for you to be upset and for you to be frustrated. But the minute that your frustration starts affecting other people in a negative way is when it starts to be not okay. Right. And I mean, honestly, this is a good lesson to remember as adults sometimes because we have all tendency to let our feelings get the best of us sometimes. That we're not enjoying whatever's going on so we get grumpy, we get surly, we get pouty and act like children even though hey, we should be the adult here. Yeah. Um, And you know, she's a kid. She doesn't have the same attention span that an adult might have. There was definitely some times where I had to remember, like, she's a kid. That's something that we have, we've lived with her for nine years. And I still have to remind myself sometimes because some, there will be moments where she's so mature. She's so, you know, sophisticated in her assessment of what's going on in her vocabulary that she uses to talk about things. And then she'll have a meltdown because the lid won't go on the peanut butter. And I have to remind myself, she's a kid. She's tired or overwhelmed or something is going on that that's why this is a big deal. And she's too close to the situation to realize that the peanut butter lid isn't the problem. Something else is the problem. That's this peanut butter lid is the last straw. This is just an example I've pulled out of thin air. I don't recall her ever actually having a meltdown over a peanut butter lid, but it's that type of thing. I can. You can. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. She she got frustrated with that kind of stuff and it was because she was tired. She was hungry. There was another mm-hmm. situation surrounding her mood, like that was affecting yeah. her mood that caused a difficult, albeit minor difficulty to push that just a little extra balance over the edge. You know, you're just balancing on the edge and yeah. it just teetered Are you towards familiar the, with the oh keep going Sorry. oh it's it say it teetered on the you know downward slope instead right. of the plateau side <laughs> yeah teetered toward the, the meltdown instead of the, the yeah. okay but i mean are it you familiar to me with too. the halt acronym no yeah it's halt it's like when when you find yourself overreacting to something you need to take a halt and find out if it's because you're hungry angry lonely or tired and if any of those things 
yeah, and I don't know who came up with this. I've heard it in a few different places now. But yeah, you you find yourself getting heated about something and you're like, hang on, what? which of the, these things is causing me to get this worked up? And go fix that thing. If you're like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to take a snack. Take a snack. I'm going to have a snack and come back. Take a snack out of the cupboard and eat it. Perhaps I was I was going to say take a break and have a snack and it just came out as take a snack. I'm going to have a snack and come back to this. I'm going to go take a nap or go to bed for the night and come back to this tomorrow. Those kinds of things. I'm going to go out and spend some time connecting with somebody, call somebody up and and make that connection, come back to this later. But yeah, it's it's and the nice thing about it is halt is what you need to do when you get into this situation. You halt and then remember is one of these things making this causing me to make a mountain out of a molehill. Right. That's a really good way to look at it. I will say that the anger part, there's two sides of that. For the Mm -hmm. anger, anger is a secondary emotion. What is causing you to be angry? So Mm -hmm. is it you are frustrated that something isn't working? Are you sad and your sadness is reverting into anger? Are you disappointed? Whatever. And so I did have that yeah. conversation. Are you, are you, are you worried? Are you right. all kinds of things? So with, with these games, I would say, okay, why is it making you angry? One of the times she got upset with a game because she lost. And I said, that means you need to learn how to lose. Right. She was like, well, I'm just competitive. I was like, that doesn't mean that you can't know how to lose. I said, there's competitive sports out there, but you can still lose with integrity and dignity. Yeah. Lose graciously. Yes. You just say... You say, that was a good game. Congratulations on your win. You can still be right. bummed out. Like, that's okay. It's oh, yeah, okay absolutely. It's bummed out that you lost. But and, honestly. And it's also okay to look at a game and go, I lost so spectacularly that that really wasn't all that fun for me. Mm -hmm. So I either need to practice at this before I play against this opponent again, or I need to find a different game. Right. She wanted to play chess. And I told her, I said, look, I don't, I don't like playing chess. I've played it before and it's just not that fun for me. So I don't actually even own a chess board. I mean, I guess you could, anyone who owns a checkers board also owns a chess board, but I don't. But you have to have the pieces. Own, yeah. I don't own either. Like I don't have a way to play chess. So she said, well, you could buy one. I said, but I don't want to play chess. So I'm not yeah. going to buy one. Once I had that conversation with her, it worked out. We did talk about like, are you actually angry, like frustrated and that's causing you to get angry? Are you actually hungry? You just need a granola bar. Do you need, or maybe you've had too many carbs and you need some protein in you, you know, something to Mm -hmm. stable that fluctuation of emotion. Like let's stabilize this because we're getting too much. And I think most of it was she was homesick and she was not in her routine. So what I did, I hopped on the Google and I was like, what do I do? Cause and I, I truly suspect like deep in my soul suspect that she has ADHD. I have some suspicions of that as well. There was just too many things that I was like, what is happening here? Like, why, why are you doing this? And I'm like, okay, she's just not focusing. Like most of it was surrounded by like her inability to focus because of something. And I've had that happen to me where I'm in a new ish surrounding. It might not even be a new surrounding, but like when I'm at your house and I'm staying at your house for the weekend, I have a harder time sleeping because I'm not in my own bed in my surroundings, even though I'm comfortable there. And you know, it's just those types of things. I have a harder time picking up a magazine, a book or something and reading somewhere else than in my own home. Like I know that's wild and crazy. I can't read in the library because there's too many other like things for me to look at and weird sounds and just, I hate the sound of whispering and libraries is the ultimate whisper place. I hate whispering too. There's all of these new-ish things to her that Mm -hmm. she's not used to. Like you have no pets and 
I have three. So it's right. always like a, I want to snuggle Pippin. You know, we had to have a whole lesson on animal etiquette and what is and is not appropriate when you are introduced to an animal that is not used to being in, used to you being in their home and in their space. She learned that the hard way, like Odin nipped at her. I don't think Pippin scratched her, but Wicket scratched her a couple of times. Now the second right. one was not her fault. Wicket. No, the, the second one was the one where she was, she was playing with Wicket and like grabbed the toy right as he was getting ready to pounce on it. And that, yeah. Yeah. That one was more a lesson in reading cat body language. Not yes. a, and she didn't do anything wrong. It was just like right. a misstep. Just wrong, wrong timing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah uh, she thought she was gonna get in trouble mm. absolutely thought she was gonna get in trouble which was weird to me and i think that there's something else going on there that i was like are you are you telling me the whole truth because she lied to me at first she flat out lied to me because i she woke well she didn't mean to wake me up but she was petting the dog and the dog was laying on my bed while i was sleeping and um she had i woke up and i see and I, I don't have my glasses on when i sleep so i can barely see anything but there was it's a weird big white patch your glasses on when you slept yeah i can see color there was a big white patch on her arm and i was like do you have a towel on your arm she's like oh no it's a tissue i was like why do you have a tissue draped over your arm like you're serving champagne like what's <laughs> happening here <laughs> And she, and she was more. <laughs> yeah, she was like, "Oh, um, Wicked scratched me. What happened? Why did Wicked scratch you?" And I'm not trying to be like, "What did you do to make Wicked scratch you?" Because let me just be clear here. Pretty sure my cat Wicked is a psychopath. He's not the friendliest. He's gotten friendlier in his old age, but like there have been some questionable times where I was like, "I think he's just waiting for me to die so that he can eat me." Possibly, Pip overly friendly wicket not so much yeah no he there have been times that i was like are you just sitting there watching me like plotting my death or like is that what you do when i'm sleeping i know that wilson <laughs> is your human but my goodness like do you hate me that much but he's gotten better like that mm -hmm. we can talk about that like that's a whole other like cat psychology and like the animal kingdom type of situation that we can talk about later but anyway in this situation rose straight up lied to me and she said oh i I was walking down the hallway and I bumped Wicket and he just scratched me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wicket is a foot six tall. inches tall. Yeah. <laughs> like when he's standing on his left, like what? I how did you walking down the hall? You bump Wicket and he attack you on your arm. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, I I just I don't I don't remember. Okay. Hmm. So I let her stew in her lie and maybe i shouldn't have and i went and did my morning routine and then i came back and i was like hey so let's let's talk about this because the way that their scratches are on your arm are not consistent with him like vertically leaping up and grabbing your arm and like scratching it and she was like well I was playing with him and then he scratched me and I don't remember the rest. And that's what she stuck to for the rest of it. And I was like, well, how did this scratch get like this and this scratch get like this? And she said he wrapped her his claws around her like this, which I could absolutely see. Like it was like a crossover like paw and mm -hmm. hold onto her arm, which I can see because he's done that to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's but like I, that's what cats they they will do that. He's like holding it onto him, like holding it to his chest. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, I can see that he's done that to me. Right, it's when like I usually not. they'll do that and then claw with their back, their back right. legs. But he's done that to me when I was like petting him, mm -hmm. and he didn't want me to pet him anymore. And he's like, "Stop this again." My cat, psychopath. Zero to 60, I'm telling you. So I was like, okay. And then that's what she stuck to. And I was like, all right. Like, I'm not going to push anymore because you know what you did. But we had to keep telling her over and over again, do not pick them up. Do not pick up the cats. Pippin is old. So you might actually be hurting him. Wicked, psychopath. He might attack you. Yeah. And Odin, like, just don't pick him up. Like, he's, he's almost too big. Too big from, he is too big. Like, I miss the days when I could just scoop him up. He also doesn't like being picked up. He will oh, gladly right, snuggle right next to you but he doesn't want you to like pick him up and carry him around and do all that stuff and, and like you said most dogs don't yeah how big is odin how much does he weigh like 22 pounds oh really i thought he was I, th I thought he was heavier than that i don't know i uh, no, he's got a lot of fur okay when we give him a bath he's like shrinks down like he's half the size <laughs> 
<laughs> like he's, poor he's Pip after you shaved him. After oh, yeah. Got, after Pip got shaved and he looked like a cartoon draw or a little kid's drawing of a cat because it just the proportions were wrong. Poor yeah. kitty. So anyway, we had to tell Rose not to pick up the animals. And she would she would lie about it, though, because she was afraid of getting in trouble. I told her, I was like, well, first, if you just told us the truth in, at the beginning, you wouldn't be in as much trouble as you are in and now. Yes. And it wouldn't be, there would be a conversation about here's why you don't pick up the animals and uh, not a do not touch the animals anymore, period. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure what to do about that, this lying habit that she has developed recently. Because I I won't catch her in blatant things and she is just lying about it. Yeah. Like Wilson saw her pick up Pippin and she kind of saw him put put Pippin down. And then Wilson was like, why are you picking up Pippin? She was like, I didn't. He just leapt into your arms? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was hugging him over the back of the couch. You were like six inches away from the back of the couch. Like, turned the other way. So, yeah. Or, like, last weekend when I was at your house, Wilson and I stay in the bedroom next to Rose's in the guest bedroom. And I had, you know, was getting ready for bed. I'd come out of the bathroom and I saw that her light was on and the door was closed. And I knew John had gone in there, tucked her in and said goodnight. And would have turned off the light on his way out of the bedroom. And so I just opened the door and was like, hey, how come your light's on? And she was like, oh, I forgot to turn it off. And I was like, are you reading in there instead of going to sleep? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. So I went into the room, you know, got changed in my pajamas, and I was going upstairs to go get something, like a drink of water or whatever. I don't remember. And I noticed that the light was on again. And I was like, hey, so I opened the door and I was like, hey, I'm just curious, how come your light keeps turning on? Like, I'm wondering what's happening here. And she just goes, oh, fine. And then, like, holds the, a book over the side of her little loft bed. And I was like, all right, thank you. Turn off the light. I mean, I knew she was. I was just waiting for her to confess to it. Right. Yeah, she did that to me recently. Um, I had sent her down to bed, and I was doing the dishes. And she thought that I was distracted enough that I wouldn't notice her coming up the stairs and getting her Kindle. I hear the floor squeaks. I hear her. And I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. I just, um, I just needed some water. I'm like, okay, get water and go back down. And then a little bit later, I hear her again, this time on the stairs. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? Nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. And I go around and and I saw that the Kindle was no longer sitting on the couch where she had left it. And I was like, where's, uh, why are you trying to sneak your Kindle? I'm not. It's on the couch. Uh, no. And she's standing there, like, with her hands behind her back. I'm like, kid, I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know you have it. And I was like, it's, it's not. It's behind your back. Just like, and then when I told her that she had lost her Kindle privileges for the rest of the week, she's like, "What? Why not just for the for tomorrow?" It's like, because obviously tomorrow is not long enough. Yeah, like, this is a continued problem. Yeah. So she, I don't I get when Lorelai was that. when Lorelai was here. She and Lorelai snuck Lorelai's switch and Lorelai's phone into the room and started hiding. Them. Like they hid them. Like Wilson saw them. Like hide them in the, the not just in the closet. Like in the closet. In like we have a, like a little organizer thing where we put like extra blankets in in a, like a zip bag inside that in like in the blankets and so wilson confiscated them and when i talked to them about it i was like this is not something that lorelei does at least not to my knowledge like yeah lorelei will like sneak her switch in the evenings and i know this because i know that her mom does not let her play the switch that late at night and i've been playing i switch that late at night and i see like oh you have a friend online lorelei is online what are you yeah, doing it's nice to have oh, that little tattletale button 11 30 <laughs> at night and i'm just like okay or like that time that rose had a phone and she's like trying to text me and stuff and you know you get the messages on your phone because she's using kids messenger and then john sends you a text message like she's supposed to be in bed i was like i'm sorry do you think that i'm initiating this conversation i'm telling her to go to bed 
here? Like, who, who do you think you're talking to? Like, I'm not just sitting here being like, yeah, let's like hang out tonight. No, I'm going to bed. Like, leave me alone. Good night, kid. Go to sleep. Oh, you can check those messages on Heather's phone and find out what I'm telling her. Right. Transparency all right there. That's the great thing about kids messenger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Like I didn't know what to do, but I did as far as like the meltdown side of it, we started doing it when Lorelai was there. We started confiscating all of the stuff because Rose will stay up all night reading. Lorelai will stay up all night. They'll, yeah, I do do, but they'll both stay up all night playing on the switch, watching YouTube videos on the phone, whatever it may be. They'll be up all night doing whatever it is that mm-hmm. is fascinating and interesting to them instead of going to sleep. It happens. They're kids. But yeah, right. so we started I mean, confiscating that stuff. Yeah. Like, And it got to the point like we had to take every book. You can't have books in here. You can't have this in here. So it's basically she had her little stuffed animals and her clothes in there and that was it. She couldn't have anything else because she was going to do that instead of going to sleep. Like there was something magical that was going to happen at 10 o'clock at night rather than at 10 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. There's yeah. some mystery about night time for kids that people just need to dispel i i don't know like i'm just naturally a night person like my same internal clock is like hey it's better for you to be up at night than at five o'clock in the morning it's just my body cannot get up that early i am only a morning person on days when i go to disney so that is it i'm Um, only even then wilson has my coffee ready to go yeah i am a morning person for disney just because i'm excited for disney not because i'm a morning person i yes still would rather i would prefer you know if disney just opened a little later and then i wouldn't have to be there so early disney world opens like the parks at disney world typically open a little bit later than at disneyland interesting anyway that's neither here nor there so anyway she will stay up all night so we had to take those away but it was very strange. But that, I, I don't want to say, like, it was all Rose in that instance where they were hiding the stuff, like the electronics in the mm-hmm. extra blankets and things. It was just very strange. As far as, like, the meltdown side of it, I went on the Google, looked it up to see, like, what is the best thing to do for a kid with ADHD that needs a routine? And I would say most kids need a routine in general. I mean, yes, humans do best with at least a certain level of routine but this girl basically needs a micromanagement routine and i do not have the patience for micromanaging nor do i have the patience to be micromanaged so same oh my gosh i can't so i found this planner that is intended for the kid to write it down and this is what this article that i found on the internet it said that in this situation it's better for the kid to feel like they're controlling their schedule so the yeah rather than feeling like they're being controlled yes the kid needs to fill out the planner, not the adult. Mm-hmm. What I got from this article, not having kids myself, I don't know. What I got from this article is that when parents or the adult fills out the planner, the kid feels like things are being done for them. And Rose is very much a independent, I need to do it myself kind of person. Absolutely. Now, it took her a minute to be able to do this. And for a little bit, she was like, no, I just need help. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like, I will help you. But then it was like a turned into a situation where I just needed to sit there with her and she was filling it out. And I was like, okay, well, you've got a handle on this. I don't need to be here while you're filling this out. You can do it. If you want to ask me, hey, is it okay if I play on the Switch at this time? Because she wasn't just allowed to have free reign on the Switch. Otherwise, she would be on the Switch all day long. Yeah, I put parental controls on mine so that it it will turn everything off after she's been on for a certain amount of time. Wilson Wilson can do some wizardry with the internet that it turns the internet off to a specific device at a certain time. So we could have internet on our phones, but they couldn't have internet on their devices. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to do that. We'll have to get Wilson to help you. Anyway, so we were able to get her a schedule and that significantly reduced the meltdowns. And when we started doing it, I had she was having a particularly bad day and I had her write down just a, a little bit of backstory. When Heather and I were teenagers, I want to say, like, I don't know, middle school, 
to teenage years at dinner time with our mom she would go around the table and she would ask everybody what their highlight and what their low light was and we typically try to do the low light first we'd always end dinner on a highlight on a positive note Mm -hmm. yeah so we wanted to do it on a positive note so i kind of did the same thing with rose and in this particular day i would ask her what her you know i was like let's just write down your all of your highlights for the day and all of your lowlights for the day she took it a step further and like created this whole grid and the pros and cons for the morning afternoon and evening well she had like three cons and like six pros but she was still insistent that this was a bad day and i was like how is this a bad day like what was the worst possible thing that happened today and she talked about and i can't remember what it was but she was really stuck on this one minor thing that was so bad for her that i said okay but was it really that bad or was it an inconvenience and she said well it's more of an inconvenience than it was like a really bad situation and i told her i said this happens for everyone this is a human thing that we do everyone happens does this our brains will fixate on the one minor inconvenience of the day and make it a bad day it is your choice to make this affect your entire day and that is what you're doing right now now this happened in the evening your brain that you have control over is making this one minor inconvenience affect everything and overshadow everything that has happened earlier in the day that was great and she was like yeah okay and so that was just that one conversation and her writing out on a blank piece of paper the six pros and the three cons helped her flip her day around to say like it really wasn't that bad of a day yeah helping to to see it written out helped change the perspective of all of that and this Honestly, that's kind of the the something that I've heard people talk about just doing, you know, journaling at the end of the day and not even going through and like a lot of people think of journaling and think of it as like writing in your diary or whatever. But no, if you just write down like, you know, some things that just went well that day and some challenges that you learned from that day and you're just like, hey, some days maybe they were just a shit day, but most of the time you'll find that nah, it was really just a crappy experience that got you in a bad mood all day. Yeah. Now, a lot of, like, I've talked with some professionals and stuff about, like, journaling. Like, that'll help me get out my bad feelings. And I've tried that, right? I've tried journaling and just getting out my feelings and stuff. But for me, personally, when I, like, journal and write a story, like, give it an example of what happened for the day, kind of just write it down. Mm -hmm. If I'm having a bad day, right. When I write my narrative, it doesn't help me get it go away. It helps fuel my fire and helps me justify why I'm angry. That, That doing a narrative for me does not work. But in helping Rose, try to focus on her positives and the way that she did it. I was like, you know what? Maybe that might work for me to mm-hmm. help me focus on my positives because I, I told her I have issues with this as well. It's not just you. You are not, this is not an isolated rose situation. Not at all. There's tons of people out there that also have these issues with fixating on a negative that impacts their day. So yeah, like there was takeaways in that conversation for me to implement in my own life. So yeah, right. it was definitely a learning experience having her here, not just for being around a kid and having more appreciation for like me being like, I don't understand. Well, just like for being a parent, but I also like have a I'm a very flexible person with my schedule because I don't have things going on in the evenings necessarily. But I'm like, how are you always busy? I don't understand. Well, because <laughs> you have a kid. Like, I'm, I feel like I have to be on all the time, like entertaining. And my goodness, I was tired all the time. More tired with her being here than I was like, I, my town wasn't like, I don't get why I'm so tired. He was like, because Rose is here. Yes. She sucks my energy away. <laughs> Yeah, that's, you know, they say, where do kids all the get, get all of their energy? They suck it from their parents like vampires. Yes. I mean, I don't get me wrong. Like, I love her. Would I do this on my Absolutely. own? Absolutely not. No. Like, I would uh, not do this. I'm not no, saying this I, is a reason why you shouldn't be a parent. Like, you should be a parent because you want to be a parent. And I've never really wanted to be a parent. So that that's my thing. But this just mm-hmm. kind of, like, solidified it in my brain. This is not for me for a permanent lifetime choice. Right. I would be okay with doing it 
for a month again, I have learned things. I know what to be prepared for. Yes, I also learned things and can help be a little bit more prepared for you. Hopefully we don't come up with some sort of, you know, urgent last minute situation again, where I'm like, Becky, I really, really need your help. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise like, I might have I to am... quit my job and I don't want to do that. <laughs> and there was, it wasn't even about like, I don't want to help. Absolutely. I was mm -hmm. okay with helping. There was not even a question of, are we going to do this or not? It was a, you know, when and how long. Right. Yeah. Well, was, I'm glad yeah, that, you know, you're all... willing to, to help no matter what, because you're the one that's in the will that says if, you know, John and I die, you're taking care of Rose. So... <laughs> right. I mean, like, and I'm fine with that. Like, I mean, we had this conversation, but like, yes, this we is are okay with this. But it was, it was just, we were not prepared for the situation. When Wilson and I moved, we got rid of a lot of toys because we were like, well, we don't, we won't have the girls as often or like, they grew out of these. I right. mean, something had to be like, I don't know, maybe we just need to hit a Christmas sale or something and stock up on toys again. But I thought like, well, we have a giant closet full of board games. We can do that. No. No. Well, she and Lorelai both are at that age where they're starting to outgrow a lot of the toys and get more right. interested in other things at this age. Yes. So on my end, not having Rose around for five weeks was like at first I was like, oh, it's this nice welcome break. Like, hey, you know, no kids. Hey, people come over. We're going to play Cards Against Humanity and other games that Rose can't play. And we're going to just go out and not have to worry about finding a babysitter. It'll be fantastic. And it was. But, you know, then just like you miss the uh, chatter sometimes. And yeah, you just get you're like, oh, I miss my kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a bit of that. Even when she left, I was like, I think that you guys have been gone for maybe an hour. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this little redheaded thing on top of the peeking over the couch. And mm -hmm. I was like, Rose, what are you doing? And it was Wicket. Like, Wicket is a ginger cat. And so I was like, thought Wicket sitting on the back of the couch was Rose, like, peeking over watching us do something in the kitchen. And I was like, what are you doing? Right. Or no, like I another time where it just felt like I was missing something. Like, I was missing a purse, a leg, a something as we were going out. <laughs> yes. and I was like, am I forgetting anything? Like, I've got my driver's license i've got my credit card my keys like ah yeah, my phone i, I like, am I've forgetting got, something i was like i've got my glasses on like what i'm missing something and it was the kid yeah it just felt weird yep yeah definitely uh definitely that i will say though that when she came back and I'm sitting there trying to read a book or I was just trying to figure something out in my head, doing something quiet, a quiet mental activity. And Rose is allergic to silence. And <laughs> So she's just suddenly like just just starts chatting and I'm like, oh my god, I miss being able to think. What? What? What do you want? She is quiet when you need to speak up and loud when you're like, this is quiet time. Silence is right. preference. Silence is the preference. You see me with a book in my hand, I'm reading. Yeah, I uh, but she's not, like I the sweetest kid. kid, too. I don't, oh, yeah, but she also, I... like, you don't feed her on time, and a demon climbs into her body. Like, mm -hmm. you have to, you and... have to feed the monster to keep it pacified. Yeah, um, it's wild. Yes, yes, <laughs> we have babbled on about having Rose for quite some time. Yes, but yeah, it's, if this it's helps late. you guys out there feel like you are not alone in your child watching or <laughs> child frustrations child, yeah you're not alone yeah there's other people out there heather me for a month and if you guys have advice for us about what you've done to help with your kids who are lying or who have meltdowns over things dealing with adhd and getting kids to focus long enough to get tasks done if you have advice for that by all means, please share it with us. 
or just advice for like child rearing because like kids are hard like no one method fits one child like you just gotta figure it out like there's a oh, reason sure. why there's not a manual <laughs> yeah i mean they, all kids have the same basic work. needs but different oh, yeah. uh need different levels of them you know all kids yeah. need attention they all feel like they or everyone needs a sense of control over their own lives these are the primary things that cause all of these meltdowns and i recognize this i realize that when she's having a meltdown it's because either she's feeling like she's not getting enough personal attention or she's feeling like a lack of control in some way yeah that halt is very helpful so you know I hungry angry lonely or tired yes some people have added for adults also things like uh horny drinking stress I would say that falls into the lonely i think you can just expand on the existing categories yeah drinking tired, though is a good one tired. yeah drinking drinking too much right but like if you yeah. if you've been drinking um or if you you know are otherwise intoxicated yes otherwise under the influence of something that can affect your moods you know that's another reason to just halt and come back to things when you're sober but yes just kind of obviously those it's not all encompassing to say oh you're either hungry or angry or lonely or tired but all of those things can you know if you go mm, there's something else at play here whether or not it's one of those four things yeah but there's something to keep in mind for everyone not just children but if you guys have any advice on everything heather just talked about with the meltdowns the lying the all, all that you know maybe it works for your kid maybe it won't work for rose or you know the next person's child like it's fine but maybe it will so who yeah. knows? you won't know awesome. until you try yes absolutely and all just right. because well, something works we... for one kid doesn't mean it works for the other kid so let's just be clear on that so oh yeah yeah anyone who has more than one kid with the advice be... anyone with more than one kid probably has has noticed that what works for one kid isn't going to work for another yeah um, but... both of my kids both my my adult son uh stepson and rose they both are adhd kids but very different personalities mm-hmm very, very, very different, different personalities. Both have that same issue with paying attention. Yeah. Keeping focused. But if you have any advice, send it to us. Uh, we're on Instagram at the sister element. We are also um, on the Google. So send us an email, the sister element at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Send us your emails, your DMs. Like we love, we would love to hear from you about you know anything if it's pertaining to this episode or a previous episode if you want to hear something from us you know just all of your suggestions remember we want positivity though so don't be mean i'll cry but number rule number one don't be a dick yeah yeah we really appreciate all of you that are tuning in and we will catch you next wednesday see you wednesday remember to subscribe yes great review subscribe bye